0: Editor New Ware here, listen you guys, these video interviews are long. And to be fair, all of them are long. I mean, I've had ones that were an hour to four hours long. So I'm breaking them up. However, I couldn't tell you how many videos this particular interview is going to be in, but I try to break them up between 20 and 30 minutes. So I'll leave a link in the description for the playlist for this interview as well as the sequence in which this interview video is. I hope you guys enjoy. So let's just hop right back into it. I'm not saying I'm ashamed. I'm saying I'm annoyed by it. I don't no want to. I, I, I cannot like consider it, it. I cannot consider. Maybe it's because to an extent, like I said, culture can change. It can. Things, things what can they change. Say, culture is fleeting. It's, I it's that's fluid. that's what they say. Uh, yeah. Fle- and then for me, I see this as not something you'd be like... I don't think it's accurate to describe if if you were to go to like Europe or like, let's say if you go to like Greenland or something Okay. and you ask someone native to that land, mm-hmm. how would you describe black culture?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they say, Oh, hip hop. Mm-hmm.
2: But why did, why would they say that though?
0: Why should, because that's the only thing that they're maybe told about us. No, that's so not culture. That's so, just an image. So check
2: this out. So you got to think about the history of how that happened. It, so remember it's about the way that they outsource TV. Mm-hmm. It's about entertainment. And it it, it goes back to capitalism. Mm-hmm. And uh, if the first time that you see black women on TV and all they're doing is twerking and being loud, that's what you're going to think black women do. Because that's the image that they continuously show all the time. But we know that ain't all black women. But the people in Greenland don't.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, now Now the question I will ask you is Who owns the network That's outsourcing The media Like where's Follow the money trail Because I'm pretty sure That that black person That's probably Fighting or whatever They already got They they got They got their They got their little check For doing that mm-hmm. So I um So I I do I, I I think the actors Should have responsibility In it But it's always Deeper than that it's the way that they outsourced us. Before, before black women was twerking on TV, we was maids. Before black men was rapping on TV, y'all was the thugs and the convicts. It's kind of still are in, in a large sense, but I think they've gotten better with giving black men other roles on TV. And so, I, I you know, um, um, the first black woman to win an Oscar. She it was it was for um. It was for Gone with the Wind And she played the maid Hattie McDaniel Mm -hmm. She had a saying And she said I'd rather play a maid on TV For like A a certain amount of money Than to play Than to be one in real life And make like two dollars So something like I'd rather play a maid for two hundred dollars Versus be a maid for two dollars Now that's not the exact quote But she said something like that But what it What it put me in the mindset of is When you don't have Economic opportunities you're gonna have to In certain industries You gotta do whatever You gotta do So you mm-hmm. might say How is it that Amos and Andy Was playing them Step and fetch it Sambo characters on TV Shame on them But that's all That's the only opportunity That they had mm-hmm. And so do I Do I blame them Part of me like Man y'all bogus But another part of me Wasn't there when they ain't Have no food to provide For their family So I I think nowadays because there are more opportunities available, you don't got to step and fetch it. You don't got to play the maid. And it goes back to what you're saying. It's like, well, we actually have opportunities nowadays. So you don't got to do this. Mm -hmm. So so I agree with you on that, but I never discount the reason of how we got to where we got. And I think that that has to, we can't ever let, I never want people, I never, I'm never going to let them make me forget about my past. And how why things are the way that they are, because that's what they want you to do.
0: But, you know, there's a saying you can't hold someone accountable when you don't have the power to be accountable for yourself. That's true. I agree. So for me, it's like I'm not I can't be worried about what someone else did to my ancestors until I have enough power in my community and my family to make sure that I could throw it back in their face and say, hey slide that paper across you need to I'm holding you accountable it's kind of like the conversations about reparations I want reparations sure I don't expect to ever get it in my lifetime because look at what we're at right now look at what we're doing to ourselves right now
2: we're gonna get it we're closer than ever
0: I think we further than ever really I think when we have a generation of parents who don't know and I said this earlier Mm -hmm. we have a generation of parents who don't even know who their child's math teacher is how do you expect to know where you're gonna get your Mm -hmm. reparations from Mm
2: mm-hmm but why is that though?
0: Again, because why is historically that?
2: Historically, you've got to look at the education system.
0: But black, okay. let me
2: say, let me say something about black people in mm-hmm. school. Now, we kind of talked a little bit about the history of America, and you know, the, you know how the school stuff went. It was segregated, mm-hmm. lack of resources, blah blah blah. Why? It seems very irrational And just follow me
1: mm-hmm.
2: Why would a black person ever send their children To white people to be educated Knowing the history of of, of of America And how How black people were treated Why would black people send their children They say why would white, why would black people Send their children to the enemy to be educated And I, I, I Sat with that question for a while I had to ask myself Why and it's because they ain't know no better. We weren't educated. <laughs> they ain't know no better. So like mm-hmm. I can't, that's why I can't I can't blame people for their circumstances because they didn't know any better. They ain't have the resources. Guess what guess guess what our guess what our parents had to do? They had to go to work. Mm-hmm. So they so they had to go to work.
0: So let me and, let me let, let me ask you a question though. So this is why I love millennials so much. Why I love mm-hmm. the our generation. To to the T, mm-hmm. and why I also think we have even with all our, we have our shortcomings. I a think lot. I think this is one of the most major ones I will not fold on. We went to this education system, and we know what was lacking because a lot of our generation is highly aware of the, of the history.
2: But get but get, when, when did we learn that? We Once, learned it
0: later in life, exactly. right? Once but we was this out is of where school. I say the excuse is applied. So, you know, the lackings in our schools. Why are we not banding together to do something about it? We people have conversations.
2: Are, people kind of are. I think any large scale attempt at really changing the trajectory of the black experience will be met with death. That is what historically happens. Happens. It, it, are you afraid? Me of death? Yeah. No, we all got to go sometime. I I feel like we all got to go sometime.
0: I was asked at one point, what hill are you willing to die on? And I said I'm willing to die on that hill. If that means that my younger brother, my children, my children's children can learn the genuine history of our mm-hmm. country, cuz mm-hmm. it's not their country, it's our country. We built it. Mhm. Whether it was forced or not, we were genuinely a part of it. Mm -hmm. We were a part of the federal government. We've had our first. We were there at one point and it was ripped from us. We had reparations and it was stolen from us yet again.
2: Because you know who got reparations? The slave owners. Mm -hmm. So you trying to tell me me and my people don't get nothing? No. No, bring it back. I'm not going. Bring it back. I'm not going. So here's the thing. This
0: is a hill we cannot be afraid of. And I asked another question. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked this other person. Mm-hmm. Do you really believe in your heart of hearts, mm-hmm. even knowing the culture in our society now, in the black community, mm-hmm. that even when, uh, what was it?
2: You can say what we going to do with the check.
0: No, 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 no. When um when that guy came and bombed a school, a white guy bombed a school and the black guy response on TikTok was, they all, it's funny how they never come to the hood and try that crap. What do you think is going to happen?
2: <laughs> right? You know, like. So check this out. So let me so let me tell you so another something I learned because I, I I worked in a lot of in a lot of schools and I would thought to myself, like, why do all these school shootings keep happening in white schools? So during um, during school segregation, <laughs> once they did, once they unsegregated the schools, white people. Was so 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 afraid And so scared So what they did was In a lot of the black schools They put Like police and security measures In place inside of black schools To protect the white students from the Black kids but what they Didn't do when they built they schools out In the suburbs and stuff they ain't put The security and all that stuff in place So if you go into inner city schools You gotta walk through metal detectors. <laughs> Do you, you It's only one entrance You can go in mm-hmm. It's normally a person With a security guard With probably a gun Right there mm-hmm. Like so it had The opposite Intended impact That's why black schools Be so heavily fortified Is because They scared of They scared Of black children And so I just I just I thought that was interesting When I When I had kind of Learned that Yeah But It kind of It kind of just Threw me off a little bit And you know Schools are supposed To be sacred places hmm you know, but we
0: our future's there.
2: <laughs> but this rash and just mass, you know, oh. mass shootings at the schools is just, you know, I think it's just a another symptom of of a sick, the sick society that we're in—an epidemic. Black people sick, white people sick. I think American culture is sick. Absolutely, it's not black culture; it's American culture. But let me let me finish that question. Like I said, do you
0: think with all the Toys, weapons out there. Mm-hmm. Highly educated individuals in throughout our government, mm-hmm. generally just out walking out and about. I'm gonna ask you, even now, and this is where I must—I have to make it even stronger. Look at what happened
2: in 2020. Pandemic.
0: The rioting, the the looting, the okay. the, the peaceful protest. Depending actually, on how you want to look at I it, I like to
2: call them uprisings. The
0: uprisings. Even look at Chicago right now, and you. You know, Chicago, mm-hmm. the the teen takeovers, running around Lakeshore yes. Drive all throughout. I genuinely cannot believe in my heart of hearts. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i i be honest with you, this going, I'm fortitude in this belief. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way you gonna build up a whole economic community and then watch it be burnt down again. Now, do you think they could maybe say, hey, we're not gonna give you loans and this Man. and that? Fine, uh, you might have me there. Some corporations like Wall, like uh, Wells Fargo may not give loans to certain people, but then now I say, why is it that we can't rely on each other enough right now? So, I'm just saying they're not burning when, down no 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 economic system anymore. They're not bombing our streets anymore. They're going to have to get smart with it.
2: I don't think we own enough. <laughs> That's one, and uh, so the thing that I learned is that. Racism Capitalism It manifests itself in different ways Absolutely Even if A gang of white men Cannot get together Run up in your house Drag you out String you up in a tree And dare somebody else in your family to move With a shotgun to their head Even though they can't lynch you like that anymore There are plenty of other ways That they have to lynch you and they will get you. And I think a lot of another one way that they get that they get black men now is hitting you with felony convictions. And that's one way they get you. The prison industrial complex. Mm-hmm. Another way, another way that they that, that 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 they get black children is that long before they can speak, it's technology. They they got their minds Mm-hmm. How do a baby know McDonald's But can't even talk It's because they they it's, it's technology like you have to Really be Super duper careful about like What you just the way You can't even watch regular TV anymore Without checking to see what it is If you really trying to protect your children From certain images from certain things And Even though they, they ain't physically Running up in the crib no more Snatching the people out there are ways that they can still get you, and now they call it—they call them high tech lynchings. So if you a black man, you say something they don't like. Guess what? Now you banned from every social media platform. So how you gonna get your message out? They—they they dare somebody to do mm. to do business with you, so they can ruin their lives. Like it's—it's ways to get you. And I've seen some, you know some really recent cases. And my thing is, if they can, if if that's how they do a, the millionaires, the average everyday black man don't stand a chance. Like, so are you going to stand up and fight or are you just going to lay down and keep your head low? And most people just choose to lay down and keep their head low.
0: Let me ask you a, a follow-up question to the same question though. Mm-hmm if you were asked to get $5 a month
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you can find, let's say, even if you can get a hundred, hundred thousand people, that's mm-hmm. a reasonable number. That's not a hard number to reach. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, $5, mm-hmm. but you find out that that $5 is to settle loan for a piece of interest infrastructure mm-hmm. that's dedicated in our community that to help advocate fight mm-hmm. for and help change mm-hmm. and lobby mm-hmm. for black needs. So let's say if they still leave that their first directive was to go for the education system, And all 100,000 black people said, I gave $5 Mm -hmm. to one, build the infrastructure and support that infrastructure every month. This $5 isn't hard to get, but hear me out. 100,000 people, you have a group of people who are consistently advocating for, let's say, true American history to be taught. Mm -hmm. And you say, "Call call it an advanced class and it's open to anyone, anyone can take it. It's not forced, it's not required, whatever. That's how you get the door open. I think Mm -hmm. it should be taught. I think American history should be all bars, all doors open. No, no Mm -hmm. locks, nothing. But you say, Hey, this class right here, it's a, it's an alternative. You can get the credits, but Mm -hmm. you have to take us history. But this other class is the same credits, but Mm -hmm. it's true. American, this is all of the history. They want that class and they can get it. All you got to do is get $5. Would you do it? Per
2: month. Per month. That's $500,000. They need the money. I would be open to the concept. And let's say, but you know how suspicious people are because you know how many people the group economics does work. Absolutely, like everybody practice group economics. There's 13 million black except, people. Uh, we did, We don't practice group economics. Think about it though. for 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 real historical reasons, for real current present day reasons, and uh, Umar Johnson tried that with the school. Mm-hmm. We know how that. We know how that's going.
0: But let me ask you something was it that it failed because it failed for his own reasons or did it fail because not enough of us cared?
2: I think it failed because. The challenge is with black people is that we always feel like we need a leader. And guess what's happened? Guess what happens every time one leader gets too powerful? What they do. I'm asking you.
0: Either they get assassinated.
2: Either they get assassinated or they get a white woman. Yeah. <laughs> Normally they just they get assassinated, right? They, yeah. they kill them or they find a way to, to, to so, knock them down a peg. But when
0: you have an institution where it's not a leader, it's a, it's a space. It,
2: it would, it would It would have to be a faceless movement because once you put a face to it, they're going to take them down. But black people, for some reason, we always need a messiah. We always need a leader.
0: Do you think that's a trauma response to where if something goes wrong, we got somebody to be, we need a fall guy.
2: I think it, I think it's a definitely a trauma response, but I also think that it's rooted in the religion that they gave us during slavery.
0: I would argue, I don't think it's unique to the black experience. If that's what you want to call it. I think humanity as a whole always sought to a leader.
2: It's not unique to the black experience, but I think it is unique to people who identify as oppressed. And some people don't like the fact that black people identify as oppressed. Some black people don't like it. Like, and I I can I can, I I get, I understand both sides of it, but I think the reason why they don't want black people to identify as oppressed is because they want us to forget about the past.
0: Absolutely. I, I think the only reason why I wouldn't apply or say that I'm oppressed is mainly because my experience doesn't dictate me as someone who was oppressed. Mm -hmm. I acknowledge that there are people who do live in, Mm certain cities where the oppression still does continue. I mean, you mm-hmm. literally can look at the topography of an area and tell like again, yeah. that night, the 94, the trolley, the exp- I told you about mm-hmm. our current community that I live in. And it's like, you literally don't realize that one generation ago, you lost your home. You lost your generational yeah. equity and all the other stuff that comes along with it. You lost the, the, the economic side of the grocery stores, the banks, Mm -hmm. everything was ripped out because of a freeway and a trolley. Yes. So I get it. And people don't realize that where you live also tells you what kind of education you're going to get. Sometimes depending on where you live, it's the, the networking side of stuff. So the job opportunity, your
2: health, the air you
0: breathe, everything. Absolutely. So I, 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 in recent times, I'm willing to push a little less on that, At Mm -hmm. the same time, it's like there are other, I truly believe that if you as an individual could have grown up in the slums of some sort, Mm -hmm. but actively did everything in your power, there's a higher probability that's way more than zero, maybe more than 50% that you Mm -hmm. could get out of it. If you're smart about it, if you're educated about it, you can go to a a trashy school with a crappy education, but still study your, your butt off and maybe find an opportunity if you networked and got lucky. That's the problem. You got to get lucky.
2: Yeah, but if you're, but too, like, I'll give you an example. Like when I got to college, I had to take like bare minimum math classes. Like I didn't know that my high school wasn't offering me the adequate math. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. So I like, got to college and it was like, mm, that's like you might got to start a little lower. And so it's like, those are the types of things like that. We, you just, if you don't know, you don't know. Absolutely. But I do agree with you. Like we have more access to information. So you can, you can Google. Public libraries. What are some standard college math classes? Like, and then you compare that to the current school curriculum and you can be able to tell if your child is getting adequate math. But that comes with me. Think about that. I had to go to college to realize that. Like I'm far removed from high school. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's up to, it's up to you when you go through experiences to share those experiences so that other people can make better decisions, better and healthier decisions. And I've resolved my life like to be open and to be given to people. I don't hoard information. Like I, I, I am, I do have a consulting business, but I don't sell information. I give it to you, take it if you want. But if you don't take it and you mess up and you circle back to me and I got to fix it, I'm going to have an attitude. I'll help mm-hmm. you, but I'm going to have an attitude about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't blame you. <laughs> I, um, I don't know, but that, that's, that's what, I mean, you see, I'm giving some pushback, you know? And I, for me, it's just like, I, I look at the current times. I understand it. Cause like you said, I'm like the baby of the millennials. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. literally the last year. <laughs> I know. You, you know I, I know. <laughs> I absolutely understand the generation <laughs> mm-hmm. after us. Like I I grew up on both sides. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like I look at them and I and I I see the technology. I, I'm I understand it just as much as they do. And I look at them, I'm like, you don't realize how free you are. You don't realize the opportunities that are available to you, yeah, the the
2: economic growth that's here for you. Even the, just the access just, to information. Literally. Like, literally. I couldn't imagine. I, I can't. If if there was a TV in here and the news was on, I probably wouldn't watch it. Because I don't feel like you don't have to feed me news. We don't have to get information like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then to learn that they can tell you whatever they want to tell you and it's supposed to be real. And it might not be like no. I never thought that I would ever if you would have told me when I was younger that the news was not real. I would have been like, yeah, right. <laughs> it's on its on TV. <laughs> right. Yeah. But now we live in a different world. Whereas it's like, let me fact check this some type of way.
0: But that's that's the major difference between this generation and our generation. When our generation, you got on TV, you made it. It doesn't matter if the news anchor was talking about a shooting that just happened or a car yeah. crash. Yeah. You in the background going like this or you run up and say, I'm mom, TV. I'm here, you know, everybody yep. in the town, yep. your, your school. I saw you yep. on TV. Now this generation is like, oh, yeah, your TikTok couple of million followers, whatever. Yeah, so, Easy.
2: Yeah. There's this, I don't know what rap song this is, but it's a line. It's like something, something. I'm from the era where, where whack, beep, used to get thrown off stage. Nowadays, we live in a world where everybody get a chance. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, again, somebody has to be able to critique the art, but we live in a society where it's, Every everything goes.
0: There was um, I, I, I can't remember which artist it was. I want to say it's, it was Gucci Man. Gucci Man is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Gucci Man. It was one of those guys. He looked just like him. Um, he was talking about how he was on a set and this girl walked up to him. Um, and it was one of those girls that made one of the most vulgar, vulgar songs I can think of. I can't, I can't remember what was the the but I don't even know the songs. I don't listen to it, but yeah. it was I was aware of it because it was really popping at one point. Okay, um, I think it was with the baby that that girl Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, I think it was Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> um, he was, I guess, he was talking to her or something and asked her like, "What do you do outside of this?" And she she got mad at him. Cause like, if that's oh, wow. all you know how to do. You're not going to have no money. Wow. Like, you, like he was talking about how like, that's all these people do nowadays. It's like, you just shake your butt and you got money, but you don't have money. Like that can dry up. What's the, what's stopping somebody from Instagram, TikTok, that, whatever. That has
2: been, a you know, entertainment has been a way mm-hmm. that the, uh, that black women have been allowed to make money for a very long time. Like look up the Venus Hottentot. They stole yep. her from her <laughs> from her tribe in Africa because she had like a big posterior, mm-hmm. big butt.
0: They put her on display. And they
2: put her on display. Like, and entertainment has been an area where black people have been able to make money. And I think that's why you see now, it's it's literally this. It's the same thing. Maybe like mm-hmm. just a little bit less clothes. <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
2: And uh, you know when you think about females and rap, that's that's been a thing. Like whereas it's been a lack of females in rap who can do conscious rap. But again, to your point of well, we live in a society that you have you are free to access information, and now even if I'm watching. BET and I look at the top 10 rap videos and the top 10 female lyricists, I could still take my phone and go on somewhere else and maybe find some underground. They call it underground yep. or find other artists. So it really. But if you are thinking about like popular mainstream, of course, they're going to feed us the same stuff. But it's it's it, the
0: investment for the corporations. They're gonna feed you some half baked song because they invested three million dollars into the development of it. Exactly. Then this underground artist who will probably run circles like lyrically around lyrically. this guy. And that that's yep. it bothers me because the beats are catchy. Don't get me wrong. I love the beats. Yep. I'm a bass person. I Listen, love the bass. I but, think
2: that today's hmm. music is audio pornography. I call it soulless. There's
0: there's, there's 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 no that's life in one. it. There there's truly no life.
2: You know why 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 it does have life in it? And why it does have soul? Because it does play on our chakras and the the spiritual nature of black people. Like mm. like it's the like uh, you know it's yeah. so it, rhythms, so, I, yeah. so it has soul and that's how they get us. Now is it now the thing about have it having soul is there are some portals you ain't supposed to be playing with and opening up if you won't know or if you don't, if you're not conscious enough, if you're not ready. So we be opening up these soul portals, not understanding why now I want to go to the club. Like you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, or even more heinous things that people do, like under the influence of this music. I'm about to go, I'm about to go commit a drill. Like people really, music can dictate your mood. How many times have you listened to something to get into a certain mood? Whether that's I don't want to listen to this. I'm about to go out to my friend party. I'm about to listen to this because I'm angry and I'm upset. And either I want to punch the pillow or I might listen to something to relax me. Like music is powerful. Like, and black people, we are a musical people. Absolutely. You ever seen a little black maybe eating and they be humming while they eating. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: I, musical uh, people. I explained this to my younger brother once. And then I, I, I had to preface it like okay, I listen to a lot of hip hop, mm-hmm. quite a bit. I also listen to a lot more jazz, EDM, all different alternatives mm-hmm. on my own, mm-hmm. and it's mainly because like that time I spend listening to a lot of music. I, I explained to him like it's one thing to listen to something and you just bobbing your head, like you feeling it, you vibing with it. Mm-hmm. It's a whole nother experience when that that song you can relate mm-hmm. to it, and you don't either. You don't know why you don't know why that mo- that song is changing your mood. It's shifting how yep. you're feeling. Um, mm-hmm. you want to sing it out loud. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it connects with you. Mm-hmm. This artisan you've never met, you probably never will meet. Maybe you will, great. But the words they're singing, they could have wrote it, someone else could have wrote it. But the way it's being sung to you in that moment, mm-hmm. it it's maybe continuously it hits you like a ton of bricks. You don't even know why. And maybe yeah. you can find out why. But yep. that's genuine music. That's that's food. Mm-hmm. That's healthy. Some of the most of this hip hop, all this other stuff, all of it's junk food, food. It's fast food. It, it's full bad. of calories. <laughs>
2: but you know, if yo, And yeah, that's all you got.
0: It's all you got.
2: But like you know, it's, just, it's. I think it's one of those things where it's like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Like, what came first? Was it the lifestyle and then the music? Or is the music influencing the lifestyle? At this point, I don't know. Mm-hmm. At this point, I think it's the music that's influencing the lifestyle. I think it's a part of it. I think that I do think originally, like, gangster rap, drill music did come from a place of this is the life I'm living and I want to rap about it. But now we are so far in the continuum that now you have young people and grownups that are listening to the music and are influenced in that way by the music. So I'm listening to this. Kill somebody, pop some pills. I'm gonna mm-hmm. do this because the music is telling me this. It's fun. It is. Yep. It's let me get let me get out of reality for a little while. Mm-hmm.
0: Nope. I I am. I don't know. I'm I'm so divided on it in so many different ways, and it. I look at I look at us again because our age, we're having a lot of children. Mm-hmm. They're 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 coming of a, of a genuine age. Like if mm-hmm. you had a child at two. The year 2000, they're 22 now turning 23 and probably at this point Mm -hmm. old enough. And I think about where we've could have fallen short, you know, stabilizing their mental fortitude against certain attacks, being Mm -hmm. the music industry, uh, pornography, certain vigorographies, you know, um, hanging around the wrong kind of children, understanding Mm -hmm. what's right and what's wrong understand the world doesn't revolve around you, but there are other things that are important to you and Mm -hmm. navigating those spaces. Like the things that we had to deal with, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like when you're a kid and you're stumping up the stairs, I'll never do that to my kid. Well, did you do it? Did you follow through with that? Mm -hmm. Did you make sure that they didn't happen? And I love the fact that in our, again, in our generation, those conversations are being had They are because quite a few of them did in fact go and They, they, they got the help. They, they're, oh. they're trying. They, I would say the thing that we did the most was normalize or really start to get that normalized of therapy, which goes to show, it's in my help. opinion, we did go and get the help. We did try to put the the groundwork for that, mm-hmm. the foundation for it, and it's hard. I, I think it got to the point now where this this younger generation they glorify mental illness. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, my 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 things going off today. I didn't feel like going to work. You know they're dyeing their hair green I'm just attacking them but they're they're dyeing their hair green Some of them finessing going, it. it It's, it's, it's they like definitely why, are finessing why? It. That's why I you say know? like
2: remember we It's a lack of boundaries
1: mm-hmm.
2: Like But I would So like in the state of Illinois They just put a law in a place where All young people You get an excused absence from school For a mental health day Maybe I don't know how many you get I don't know how many it is But it doesn't count toward your... I think that's a good idea because... I'm sorry. I think it's a good idea Mm -hmm. because I think that it normalizes not feeling well mentally. Because we just always talk push through. Ain't nothing wrong with you. What do you mean? You sad? Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sad too. Like, what do you mean? You don't want to go to school because you sad? Like... That's not a valid reason. But how many people now we didn't have the word anxiety back when we was younger. We didn't have that word. I think what we also have now though. White people was depressed. Remember, yeah. we black people weren't <laughs> depressed back then.
0: I think what we have now though is a group of individuals who really don't know the definition of the words they're using.
2: No, they don't. But they know that it's but they but we but they to me they're closer than we were. Now the generation after this generation I think they'll have it even figured out Even better But I think you gotta start somewhere I don't know I'm gonna tell you a short story I like to normalize mental health Normalize Now I will say My niece is one of them This particular one I think she might be like 11, 12 or something And you know it's like You know they use words And she's like How you don't even know what that is Like Mm-hmm. Like I'm experiencing trauma, like you know, you you, you want to say like you don't even you're too young to know what trauma is, but mm-hmm. I've learned like not to do that because TikTok they do be knowing some they know more than they know way more than we give them credit for knowing because they do have TikTok.
0: I wanna I wanna give you a short story. One of my best friends' moms came into the house once, and she was talking to her daughter, and they were going a little bit back and forth, not like an argument, but they were talking. Mm-hmm. And it was such an interesting conversation because when I asked him what was going on, this woman is not going to give her age, but she's more than 50, mm-hmm. right? So she's a part of the older, what do you call that? Gen X? No.
2: Um, baby boomers? Baby
0: boomers? I, I don't know. She's okay. not that old, but um, she grew up prior to the 80s. Okay. Just kind of like that. So not too old, not mm-hmm. too young, but... She was explaining that she's like, I don't understand your language anymore. We use the same words, but you're trying to redefine them, and you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: so she talked about relationships, mm-hmm. right? She talked about how when you go to a grocery store, she's a part of that generation that would talk to the cashier, "How you doing?" She has a re- that by definition, she's like you have a relationship with this person, mm-hmm. you know this person now. That's not the case. So it changes, right? The only time you say, I got a relationship with someone is typically this younger generation is I'm dating this person. I'm in a relationship. We can define it as millennials as, no, that's (laughs) still a relationship with people because you said that. And I understand exactly what you meant. But if you go to someone who's 16, 18 and say, I got a relationship with this person, they're going to think in their head. Let me tell you what I think that
2: is, that that lady said that. When my dad was working before he retired, he would go to the same gas station every day, Mm Like just creatures of habit. Yep. That's what they do. Like they, you, you, if you want to, if you want to stalk somebody in the, in the older generation, you can stalk them because they, they are creatures of <laughs> habit. So they were big on relationship, mm-hmm. you know? So you are spot on. There are advantages to that. Like if you go to the same gas station every day Now you get free cups of coffee They don't charge you for the cups of ice anymore You left mm-hmm. your wallet at home, cool, you know So there, there is Benefit to building those types of relationships With people a hundred And twenty percent I am not the same As a creature of habit in that way Like I, you know, I try, you know I'm not, When it comes like coming to a gas station You probably should try to go to the same gas station You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> for your gas, but Now the cashier ain't the same person no more <laughs> you know so it's yeah. so it's I think it's a little bit harder to build those types of relationships because everything is just we we move so quick in today's society. Mm-hmm. everything is quick, there's turnover for everything like but there is value in relationships, like Absolutely. so much, yeah, I agree with you on that.
0: she gave a a second example, and I think this one really kind of hit home too. Mm-hmm. She said in my time and day, right. We don't use this word as a way of saying I'm like, she was like, if somebody said I'm crazy, mm-hmm. right? Your generation says thing they, like they're th- they say it, but they're thinking spontaneous. They want to be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll say, oh, girl, you crazy because they did something stupid, but it mm-hmm. worked out in the end. Mm-hmm. She's like, if you told me at that age, if I was 14 and you call me crazy, mm-hmm. I'm thinking you the guy across the street that's tweaking. you doing uh, all this crazy stuff, drooling on, you know, you you, you the kid you're that we avoided.
2: Yeah. That, Language, you right. Language, but mm-hmm. you know what? That's what I, so I'm like, I do love like word etymology, like learning like the history of like what certain words mean. You know, I'm, I'm a big culture person. Mm-hmm. So like, I love how certain words are cultural. I love how like, as a person who's, I can only trace my lineage back to a certain point. So, like, English is my language, right? <laughs> my <laughs> name, I don't know what else my people spoke. So, but having those cultural inside words, like that cultural lexicon, like, I love it. I, now, because I am older now, I don't be knowing what these young people be talking about. Like, I'm like, now I feel old. Like, okay, I, I can't keep up with that. A jit? You know what a jit is? That's a person, right? Like yeah. a mark. We would call him a mark mm-hmm. in my day, or like a goofy. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I try to, I try to keep up with somewhere. Since I do work with juvenile offenders, like I gotta like stay.
0: You don't know that you in a room with them talking and they insulting you the whole time. Saying, like, so you know. gotta stay
2: or even just like listening <laughs> to like music. Like I'm like, I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can't even understand what they're saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And like, but I, I try, like I try to stay like up on stuff just so I could be aware. It's hard though. And sometimes I lack like, I have apathy toward, like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to make myself sometimes be in tune with, like, current events and new stuff.
0: Give me my old school music. But you know some though? That's also why I said there's there's subsets in this culture. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten to the point now where there is a stark reality where someone could say, I, w- I wanted to move. And I was telling my girlfriend about this. Being told, like, oh, I had to move to more where... I had to move into an area where there's black professionals. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Why, why, like, not I don't I don't find it as an insult. It's not an insult because Mm -hmm. the reality of it is you can live in an area full of black people and it could just be dangerous. You can also Mm -hmm. live in an area full of white folk and it could be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Asian people could be dangerous. It doesn't matter. But the the reality of it is you have Mm -hmm. to now actively seek that instead of saying, I just want to be around black people. Well, unfortunately, there's a stark difference between Uh black people. And black people. Mm. Well, who was it that said the actual the the comedian that joked about that? No, uh, that was Chris
2: Rock. Chris Rock. He, he said it best. Contra- a lot of controversy for that. And at the time, it made sense. That's probably why we'll we'll slap because Chris Rock has historically <laughs> he made has some, jokes uh, about black people in that regard. But go yeah. ahead, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I digress.
0: But I mean, he was right. I mean, now more than ever, the reality of it is there mm-hmm. are there is a difference.
2: You know, I think that there is, I think in life you have to be intentional in general. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of the time we are not intentional about stuff because we just lack options. So if you are, say, you know what, I'm getting ready to look to move somewhere. Most people are probably going to have to base that on the monthly rent price. So you're not thinking about other things. You're thinking about the monthly rent and you probably got some deal breakers like: is it clean? Do it got insects? Like, is it about me- like is it about public transportation? Like, you have all these different parameters for like where you want to live, and I think a lot of that is driven by price.
0: Can I say something? I want I want to say something. please. I think one of the biggest things in our culture, mm-hmm. and maybe just even American culture at this point, but one of the things I need to die today. Mm-hmm. I'll even settle for tomorrow, maybe the end of the month, Mm -hmm. is kicking your children out because they need to be independent. I want to kill the even the other aspect, the 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 issue with our women in some cases telling our men, Mm -hmm. like, why you still live at home? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter if I can afford to live on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm with my family. It's so, it it, it irks the, the ever living crap out of me when I go and knock on someone's door because I, I work for a utility company. So I have to go mm-hmm. knock on people's doors occasionally for if and whatever reason. And I see other cultures, other ethnic groups who have their entire, I mean, there's three families in there. There's the parents and then there's the children who are married with their own children. So the nephews and the nieces, mm-hmm. they got a whole family tree sitting the in this network. house. And I will tell you this, it's real funny how these people got brand new cars worth fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars 70000 Why? Because they really ain't paying nothing for a house mortgage. If one family's paying for the house mortgage, and all their money's going to all these other things that they need. No,
2: but think about how communal living saves you money. hmm Meals. Yeah. you saving on childcare. You know how much childcare is just as much as rent and mortgage.
0: Pa- parents can retire early and help you. I mean- Yeah That's a whole other thing But
2: Cheaper One of of, Yeah One of my friends Whose parents were retired Once she had her baby They moved It was Daycare Was more expensive Than the rent Mm -hmm. That they paid To move there To help them When they first had their baby And that's how you know Like That's why I said like The world Society is not really Sustainable For like Trying to have a healthy family Society is more so set up for like for you to be an individual capitalist and try to take advantage of the next person to come up off of.
0: It's exploitative.
2: In all the sense.
0: And and I'm be honest with you, at this point, it's not even just about capitalism. It's I've seen nonprofits do it. I've seen other entities that are trying to help even exploit you, when you look at the homeless population and some of the systems that are in place for them, they still exploit because they're not fixing the
2: problem. Because remember, the we bandage. talked about the, the c word earlier: contracts. Mm-hmm. Everything is about contracts. That's right. Once I learned that, it changed my life. If you can just think of life in contracts, it's all about
0: the business
2: and it the will money. it'll help you to understand why decisions are being made. Like if you're into civic engagement, like. If you are into politics and civic engagement, you have to look at the money and the contracts behind everything.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And that because most of the time, like the power is not really in the position it's in the contract. So now I'm going to I'm going to set my brother up for life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to set my father in law up for life because really sometimes all you need is one contract to change your life. That's right. And I went, once I really started to understand that It makes you understand why people strive To become entrepreneurs and to have their own businesses Because think about it this way And I said, is it is it is it this easy? And I said, yes, it can be You become a senator You got your own office, your own staff You got your own budget You can literally... Their office supplies and things that need to be bought, like you have say so in like where that money is spent. Mm-hmm. So let me give you a better example. In in Chicago, there's a they call they they call it, they call it these like safety net hospitals, and a safety net hospital is like one that services mostly low income people. So you have the safety net hospital. It operates as a nonprofit. This. Guy came in as the head of the hospital He knew he was going to become the head of the hospital So before he did that He had his like Family relatives Set up these different companies And guess who got the contracts When he became the head of the hospital The family members Because they had already knew what was happening Mm -hmm. And they had already set up I'm talking about like Cancer research Like type of, you know, contracts And so It just really Once you and the thing, too, that really blew my mind was to think that, okay, the federal government contracting is really where the money is, because that all goes into the military industrial complex. So I'm not. So let's let's forget about who got the tissue contract to provide all the tissue, who got the weapons contracts, Mm -hmm. who got the transportation contracts. Like everything is about money. Every government vehicle has to be bought with some type of money. So once I started thinking about the world in that way, it really showed me what the reason was behind a lot of stuff. Cause again, I say, tell me, tell me the tell me the good reason, then tell me the real reason. Yeah. And all and contract information is all public records. But once you go down a rabbit hole, you're never gonna come back out of it. Cause you're gonna probably you're gonna just once you start knowing, you you're gonna start knowing. And that movie uh with Jonah Hill, it's called like War dogs, Mm -hmm. where they like accidentally discover how to do government contracting or government arms contracting. That was a great movie to give you an insider, a a serious but lighthearted look into how multi millionaires are made with the stroke of a pen.
0: You know, let me ask you another question. If you had to give a short synopsis on how you think, the mm-hmm. black community can really succeed. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna say one minute long, maybe you, mean, mm-hmm. you know, but start somewhere and say this is how we can get to generational wealth. This is how we can get reparations.
2: To, you you don't got to ask me nothing else. Reparations. But, That's it. I explain,
0: do, but explain how how that will help. That synopsis on that.
2: So economics to me is one of the most stifling things in the black community. How is it that none of us got no money? Like do all of us lazy? No, you cannot convince me that is all of us stupid. No, you cannot convince me of that. So when I look at the totality of the circumstances and I say, well, why did I have to take out student loans? Because I didn't have money to go to school. Okay. So that means my family probably ain't, ain't have no money. So it's a, it's a lack of money. You might, say, you might say to yourself, man, my daddy was gone all the time when I was little. Like well, your daddy was at work. <laughs> he had to go to work. You know why he had to go to work? Because he ain't have money. Now, we can talk about the circumstances that our, that led our parents to make poor decisions or whatever type of decisions, or they didn't make better decisions. But when I look around at the totality of black people, the thing that i the common denominator that I keep noticing is that we ain't got no money and i and i and, and so i think <laughs> i think reparations we're owed that from the free labor because that's how white people got their money and they've just been passing it along and passing it along and passing it along mm-hmm. so that means that somebody needs to give us our cut give us our money and i think that will be a solution now we have to talk about, cause I've seen the Chappelle show episode when the dude bought the baby in a Newport truck. Like I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. So, you know, I'm, I get that that's a part of it, but I think that it should be cash. Like you don't get to dictate what I do with the money. It should be cash. But then I think after that, then that's when it's up to black people that we got to say, Hey, Everybody put your $5 in so we can have this. But now we know everybody got it. So it's a matter of now these are choices that we can say this is a choice. And then that's when you can be like, okay. Because now I know this is a choice. Before I can't fault you because maybe you ain't got it. But now we just got our checks. Stop playing. (laughs) So I think that's where the group economics could also come in.
0: I. We'll wrap it up after this. I'm gonna get my little two cents in. What you got? I got uh, I got some
2: questions for you, if you oh, don't mind. Hey, hey that because okay. Because some because I'm talking about that I feel old enough to have seen Simeon grow up the same with you though. And one thing that I always felt like that you, that you had an advantage and that and you still have an advantage in life is because you are not saddled with copious amounts of student debt Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and like for the life of me it like I used to get into arguments with your sister about you not going to trade school and like how like we kind of saw the shift happening like when you were younger from pushing young people to like education to them actually like going into the trades and I think that it it was a little early because it was It was early, whereas you couldn't really see it for yourself. But we saw it because we went to school and got the debt. But then we kind of noticed. But I think you were still kind of of the age and the mindset of like college or bus. Like, I'm not. No, you know, I'm going to work. But I think trade school, which is what it seems to be the trend now, like Mm -hmm. you kind of been like ahead, ahead of the trend.
0: So there's a couple of things. Right. So my current union um, I have several ways of getting a classification, a license mm-hmm. without actually having to go into the school. I, mm-hmm. Through my union, I can get pushed into a job and me being there working those hours will give me automatically a license or a certificate. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason why I just didn't bother even go to a school or switch out because my union, which is mm-hmm. world known, gives me the opportunity to travel amongst different locals and still get that opportunity. So for me, it's, it's not so much of, okay, why haven't you done it yet? It's whenever I'm done with my current contract, I can go and have the opportunity to switch to where I need to go.
2: Can I also give you another perspective too? Because you Mm -hmm. said something earlier, you said, when I go to these people's houses and I see all of them living together, Mm -hmm. you could have stayed at home, but you wanted to leave. Yep. So like what in your mentality Like, was it just the need for freedom? Because if you take your own advice, you should have stayed at home, stacked your bread, and then you could be doing whatever you wanted to do. What I should have done. But like, but like, but tell tell me why, like as a young man, you wanted to like leave the house and kind of like get it on your own versus having the wisdom and the foresight to (laughs) say, I'm actually going to stay here and I'm going to stack my money like And I know hindsight, what they say, hindsight Hindsight is like 2020, but like, what, where were you, like, what was your mentality just to help a young person that might be thinking the same thing? Like I got to get out of the house, like by any means Mm -hmm. necessary.
0: So, okay. When I come across young black men, especially, Mm -hmm. but children in general, I try to push them to say, Hey, you know, and this isn't necessarily my situation, but if you have a good enough relationship and I, and I mean good enough Mm -hmm. relationship with your parents, Mm -hmm. stay at home, Mm -hmm. stay at home as long as you can try to stack as much as you can buy a house. Don't get a house, get a duplex, triplex. Mm -hmm. If you can get someone else to help pay your, your deal, great. If you have a moral standing and you don't want to charge what these large corporations are charging for your home. Fine. Fine. You You want to say, pay me half. I'll get half. You know, do it. And I tell people all the time too, because I've realized it as well. um, There are programs that exist where these nonprofits, these Mm -hmm. these associations want to give housing. I've gone to buildings where the whole floor is rented out by a corporation or a company that actually pays to have somebody fly in from India, China, wherever, mm-hmm. and they give them the housing. They are paying the bill for that apartment. Mm. So it's not even local. It's, it's literal global. across the world. It's global. So there are a way to make sure you can secure that check for your home. So if you can stay yeah. at home as long as you can do it, I just didn't do it because I fell for the trap. That's if you want to, if we can make the argument, it was a generational trauma of young man needs to be on his own. If he wants to show a woman, he's independent. He has the money. It's, it's the, The I still a part of that. Yeah. I had got slapped with the standard. I obeyed by it. Screwed me up. Yeah. It really did. I'm paying someone else's mortgage. Yeah. You know, that was the mindset. So. But, but
2: I will recall, I will say that you, this is your podcast. Is you trying to right your wrongs? Because mm-hmm. I'm looking this camera. Me and me and his sister told him not to move out. <laughs> I'm telling you, like we told him not to do. We said, adulting. This you don't want to do. This cultures. No,
0: I need to look camera on me. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I think now this younger generation does have that, that opportunity to really kind of fight back against that narrative. Right.
2: They do. And, yeah. and and I think it's important for us to just be honest and transparent about th- the mistakes that we made. Mm-hmm. Like and like that's why I'm saying this podcast is like the perfect platform for being like, listen, I did this. I'm sharing it with you. So you don't got to make these same mistakes like stay at home if you can like stay at
0: home like this also is the that leads into the earlier part of the conversation right what would you do different like you you the kids stepping up the stairs i'll never with my kids uh i now know and i will forever embed in my children from a very young age when i have them Mm -hmm. stay at home my door is always open and if anybody you date is uncomfortable with you coming here Mm y'all being here they ain't the right one there's yeah. no reason why they should be mad at you, especially if I had a son. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why the little girl, because that's what she's acting like a child. Yeah. You are at home. You're stacking your paper because, frankly, you now have a purpose. I'd rather you stay here and drop the cash and own the house outright or even mortgage it for half than yeah. uh, give the 5%, 10% just to try to get through the dough.
2: But, you know, too, like I think, too, like, this, and now we got to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. I think part of it, too, is... It's related to your parents, mm-hmm. like acumen, and like where they are. Because I think those people who get to stay in their houses, like they know one day their parents gonna get them those houses, so they mm-hmm. like don't mind contributing to the household. Like Art's it's like, just cultural.
0: You they're, know, they're responsible for their parents. The, and, and because yeah.
2: they, you know, like, okay, my parents are working hard so that they can get, leave me something. Mm-hmm. So I don't, so I feel totally okay about contributing to their household. Like, you know, because this going to be mine. This is this, this this all house, of technically. us. This <laughs> all of us, you know? But I think when you know that your, if your parents, you know what I'm saying? It's just like... I got not because when you when you live with your parents, let's be real. Like it's certain stuff you just you can't do. Unless mm-hmm. you're this new generation, they just do whatever they want. But you know, we have certain boundaries and it's just certain stuff you, that you're not gonna do in your in your mm-hmm. parents' house. And so I can understand you wanting to like leave. Um, but again, it's like could they could have convinced you to stay? Absolutely. To this day, absolutely, to this day, to this day, to this day, I I still, I
0: jokingly have these conversations and I had a few serious ones where it's like, what if I built a little like a pool barn or, you know, a separate Mm -hmm. garage with a studio on top or on the side? My father, Mm -hmm. he he bounces the idea around a few times. Mm -hmm. You know, it's definitely possible. My thing is, is. I have to also secure my investment in that.
2: No, you no. you
0: know, so it's like,
2: listen, don't
0: ever build something on some land that's not bought known by, you know, that's that's what I'm saying.
2: Like, that's (laughs) why I say, like, if if our parents had like they paperwork and stuff in order, like it would trickle down and then it would help us to like, you know, so I that's why I don't completely ever fault people for stuff Mm -hmm. because you don't know what you don't know. And it's not easy to talk about your parents. I'm telling you, that's what makes our generation so different. Because they they say y'all disrespectful. I remember hearing that a lot, but it's Mm -hmm. like, no, we actually just push back against these ideals that y'all have. We're tired of it. And guess what, mom and dad? I'm going to tell you historically why you act the way you act. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you the historical context as to why I feel like y'all be hoarding food. Throw it away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, just like little things like that. And so I think. Just being able to have these conversations in these spaces, it does help us to recognize like we have like the black experience. We can we have so many shared things growing up. A lot of it, is, some of it do be like trauma, like we be having shared trauma. But I, <laughs> but I think we also can like bond over like the shared good stuff. Mm hmm. And you know, but sometimes I, we do laugh at our trauma, like I remember getting whoopings, ah. Uh, <laughs> like, no, what? man, I would have never. <laughs> I'm like, what?
0: Okay. Imagine what? getting hurt and then getting whooped for getting hurt. <laughs> Don't like, yeah. come on, yeah. now, you know, yeah. yeah. I, I, like I said, it to me, it's 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 really difficult because I do at least in my position, I I, I give myself different avenues of you know what's my out. If today I lost my my nine to five. Do I have another way of paying my bills? The answer is yes. I didn't, I didn't
2: sit idly by. But you know what, though? Mm-hmm. The thing that still bothers me about you. Because I had a, I had a plan for your life.
3: <laughs> 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 I
2: had a whole plan for your life. Like, seriously, like, okay, if you do this now for about 10, 15, 20 years... You can retire. You low key. Like, I, I feel like if you would have listened to me and your sister, we could have set you up. Whereas by like 30, 35, 40, you could have retired because it, not a lot of men have the skills that you naturally have that your dad like imparted on you. Mm-hmm. Like can you they ain't fixing cars? They not building. They not, they not working outside with their hands. Like, so it's the, the skills that you have, you like, nobody can take them away from you. you still got them. You can always go get your certifications, but if you would have listened, man, we would have <laughs> had you so set up. I'm trying to tell you, you would have had your own business. You'd be having workers working for you right now because your skill set is so unique. When you were younger, your skill set was so unique.
0: I would also, I also gotta say that there are three driving factors. And I had I spoken with a contractor, um, mm-hmm. interviewed really my friends, mm-hmm. RC Solutions. They're booked out, by the way. Um <laughs> I'm gonna be fair. You know, there's three bigger, there's three major things you gotta have if you do want to be really successful, especially when it comes to your own business or in a certain industry. It's like your commitment, your drive, mm-hmm. and your relations. Can you communicate?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's really hard to to make it if mm-hmm. you're faulting in any one of those three areas. You might get lucky with the right person, and you're you're kind of eh, in one mm-hmm. of those areas, and they still give you a shot. If you can't articulate what you're fixing, doing, what you're trying to mm-hmm. get from someone, mm-hmm. good luck. Not going to happen. But you you know, can you can BS your way through a conversation and still get the contract. But, but if you know your
2: weaknesses, then the places where it. you lack, you get somebody to help
0: you. But that's the thing. Are you adult enough
2: to do yeah. that? I, I, I see what you're saying. Everybody's not made to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there are certain... And I'm not an, like, I don't push young people to go to college. Like, I've I been stopped doing that after I realized it was just a finesse. Like, you do business. what you do. What, <laughs> let's figure out the best path for you. Like, it's about your own individual, unique path. It's not mm-hmm. about going to college. No, that's a waste of money. If you don't know what you're going for, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's not made to be a business person. But I think some people, there's there are different paths in life that you can take. And I, and I noticed that some people, particularly like white, white men, they push their sons into their like paths. Like when they work with their hands and stuff, mm-hmm. they push their sons into them same paths. Like to those, them good union jobs, I call them them good government contracting jobs <laughs> go back to contracts. Right. Cause you know, yeah. so it's, so it's kind of like in thinking about like your dad, like can probably your daddy probably could fix that computer. He don't know nothing about computers, but he could probably <laughs> he could probably open it up and probably maybe figure out this motor looking a little blah blah. But like he understand like mechanics and like that is a huge skill set. So whereas you just name those things that you need like for, to be like an entrepreneur to work like and he say nothing about skill set that counts for something. Mm-hmm. Like and I think the the natural ability. That you have for being able to fix things, that natural curiosity. Like, I honestly wanted you to go into electrical,
1: electrical,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> to become an electrical engineer. Like, because I've seen that path work mostly for young white children. Like, I don't, I've, I've never seen black people able to make it into the programs because I know, like, and I'm, I'm, about to, and I'm about to say this, and I'm about to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. The reason why I. <laughs> why I really had wanted to push you into those things is because the reason why I found that a lot of black children were not into the trades was because they couldn't pass the drug test. But like, I knew that you could.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, so,
2: and so I'm like, um, this will be suck because that's what prevents a lot of black, young black men from being able to go into skilled trade unions is because they can't pass the drug test. Mm-hmm. But you could have pa- can pass the drug test, and so it just seemed like a no brainer, like uh, to me, like during the time. But again, you can't make nobody do what they don't want to do. There's and a you probably wouldn't have been successful at it if you didn't feel yeah. like it's something that you wanted to do. So, I like asked, your path uh, is your path.
0: I asked uh, Shanisha a very similar. We had a similar argument. Um, you know, is there a lack of black people
2: in certain industries, Skill trades? Yes. Um, Mostly because historically they were, they were discriminated against from joining. Right. But now, right. Let's just say
0: if I, okay. So I'm saying as of, let's say 2010. Okay. I can go as far back then. Cause that's when I really started to be more curious about this. Stuff. When did you
2: graduate high school? Say it one more time. When did you graduate high school? 2015. 15. Okay. So five years before that. Yep. Okay.
0: Um, it's like, uh, I'll use the teachers as another example too. Cause Mm -hmm. my, my high school, my high school homeroom teacher talked about this Mm -hmm. when he started school and college, it was a rainbow people of all different backgrounds, Mm -hmm. ethnic groups, whatever you want to call it. It was a rainbow. When he graduated, it was a white piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Now he asked, what do you think happened? Mm -hmm. Right. You can argue, you know, lack of interest, you know, life changes, whatever you Mm -hmm. have it. I would almost argue, you know, to in a certain aspect, is Mm -hmm. the curriculum dedicated to help educate a certain subset of students? Mm -hmm. No, no, not at all. And you also might have a situation where you don't have the want as an individual to continue to go through that, Mm -hmm. you know, so why do we not have more black CFOs or CEOs or yeah. customer representatives and certain high companies? Well, do I'm they care you. to do it?
2: And like, like that's the function of this podcast though, is to like show people different paths. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many jobs that I didn't know. Like, I didn't know that was a job. Otherwise I would have, I would have pursued it. Like I, yeah. I should have went into science technology or like engineering. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been good at putting together computers and things like that without really knowing what it was. I just had a natural way of doing it. Nobody saw that and said, hey, let me funnel you over here. And so that's why I'm very intentional about doing that for young people is I, cause I'm really good at recognizing their certain strengths and their talents and abilities. And then, you know, saying, well, Hey, maybe this is a better path for you. Mm -hmm. And like, so that's why I'm, that's what, that's why I'm a huge mentor and advocate for mentorship because you, you cannot ever, I call them haters and I I hate when people overuse that word, but I feel like it is very haterish if just because you didn't get it, that you won't provide it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy because human nature, human, we are some jealous people. That's you got to give it on your own too. I ain't giving you nothing. But like when I, when I, when I, when it comes to young people, I can freely give. Mm-hmm. I, when it adults, I have to work at a little bit more, but if young people, um, what you need? Like, let me help you assess your skills. Let me help you with your resume. Da-da-da-da-da. But I learned you can't get mad when they don't want to do it. it. Now you can, you can bring it back up 10 years later uh-huh. and say, T, I told you you should have, cause I'm telling you, we had a plan for your life and I'm like, well, how, you know how, how egotistical of us, right? To think mm-hmm. we can create a plan for your life. Like, you know, that's not how that, that's not quite how that works. It does work like that, but that's not quite how that works. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, but I said to myself, like, I wish I had like big sisters to be like, Here's your life plan. And you know, but thinking back like, I probably would've been like, who you think you is? You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about, you know. So I get, it. that's why I never fault people for like not taking my advice. Yeah. I get upset sometimes. I do. Especially I'm telling you, when they got to circle back and be like, like I tried to help you. So I so okay, so in conclusion, I think that the hardest thing is To feel like you lack something, but to still be able to freely give. Mm -hmm. Selfless. Selflessness. I told Shanisha,
0: um, I really want to coin, copyright, whatever, but give it away for free. Start a Mm -hmm. sweater with it. Mm -hmm. I wanted, you always say how selfish can you be? Mm -hmm. How selfless can you be?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What are you willing to give back? What are you willing to, what's the hill you willing to die on? Mm -hmm. How far are you willing to go for us?
2: You just got to be careful and protect your spirit. Mm -hmm. Because the thing I'm an Aquarian and the best thing I learned about my personality trait from Google (laughs) is say, like Aquarian love people, but hate humanity. No love humanity and hate people. I can't stand people, (laughs) but I just, I love humanity. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so, I said, that is so true. People because, because people are selfish People display some of the most evil characteristics and, and, and I found that more people It's human nature For the average person To take advantage of you Just because we live in a dog-eat-dog dog world We live in a survival of the fittest world It's what, kill or be killed Like we li- And that's the mentality that people take So inadvertently people will suck you dry And they might not even know that they're doing it and you might just be being a selfless person or you might consider yourself to be nice, but people will take advantage. And so it's a balancing act. And I, I have this little saying that I that I like to use is I think of all relationships, all experiences, everything is give and take. And so I, I I always do this example. You got two cups, and I'm and I'm pouring into your cup. But if I pour all my water out, I don't got nothing. Mm -hmm. But what I had to learn was that, okay, Ruthie, it's actually levels to the poor. So if I say, you know what, no matter what, no matter how I'm feeling, I'm always going to pour. I'm always going to pour into somebody's cup. Right. Because mine is abundantly filled. But what I had to say was, you know what? You're not getting my Aquapana smart water today. You're getting tap water. (laughs) And that helped me to like. Not be so burnt out on people Because I told you I don't like people But that helped me I call it like controlling the poor So I still give you some So you know because I know that I'm I'm Here to give life like I'm free I'm freely giving whatever I got That's part of my selflessness But oh but today You got to get Aquafina Or Ice Mountain you know what I'm saying Like you, you so that so that's helped That's helped me tremendously In just with being selfless it's just knowing you got you getting kool-aid you know
1: I' yeah
2: it <laughs> goes some pop for you you know so that's one thing that I will say is like in just being selfless is just recognize your own limitations because you will be left burned out and I think that people who have the best intentions are oftentimes the ones that get burned the worst mm-hmm. and ain't nothing worse than a burned person who had good intentions because now they just cold to the world yeah. That's right. my
0: piece. I uh, I'll leave us off here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, I have to say it's um it's hard. It is really hard talking about the black community, but I love talking about it because people are going to take it how they take it. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid, frankly, to a certain extent. I don't care what other people have to think. Mm-hmm. I'm going to express myself, and oh, at least on this topic. And if you if you agree, great. If you don't, I respect that. Mm-hmm. I respect everybody. To a certain extent, there's a certain level, It's a threshold. You
2: it's levels to you know, everything.
0: Um, that being said, I go so hard because it's like, like I said, I grew up on both sides of that that generation, mm-hmm. so I, I I see I see through the BS. Yep. To an extent, you know, it's like you say there's a why. I say bump the why. There you can use the why, but some people use those why's as an excuse, and I'm tired of it. They do. And and I live in the generation now, similar to you, but. It's like there's sliding scale therapists out there. You just don't yep. want to do it. And because oh, you're absolutely. not willing to do it, you're, you're affecting everything mm-hmm. else around you. And now we're not going to fix some of the issues in our community.
2: And guess what? It's a domino effect, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and now your children, now, now me working mm-hmm. and working with young people, I got to deal with your children. I'm, I'm raising your children and I'm not, I'm not
0: the parent, 100%, <laughs> you yeah. know? You know, that being said, it's like, I look at, I'll answer the question and then we'll wrap it up. You know, I look at how I think we can really fix the community. And I really think, you know, I think a lot of things could start from home, but I'm gonna be honest with you. The home is is in turmoil right now. So well, that's why I said, if you're willing to get $5 and the $5 can go to a company that's really starting to advocate for the education system, give children the opportunity to really learn, give them true mathematics, true mm-hmm. science, true history. So they know This is why it's like this. This may be why you're Mm -hmm. in this predicament, but guess what? When you learn the truth, Mm -hmm. you can progress in the future because now you know what to avoid. Now you see through what someone's doing. History is going to repeat itself. It's already doing it. Always. It's not going to stop until you really learn in depth how to, how to stop it. Mm -hmm. And we don't, we don't know our genuine history. We don't Mm -hmm. know our our country's history. It's our country. We have some of us who say we have multiple, my ancestors are from here. Well, your ancestors are also from here. Congratulations, this is also mm-hmm. your country. So now you need to clean your home. Yeah, your, You know, that being said, you know, I think about that a lot. Why Why can't we, you know, if we can't do it for ourselves, maybe there's a group of us healthy enough to help help that. And there, there are smaller groups advocating for these things. Mm-hmm. But if I asked you name three, I'll, too many of us would be like, I, I didn't even know there was one. <laughs> So
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: I I I don't know. If somebody sees this and they're and they're doing the footwork, I would love to have you on the podcast. So I'd love to talk more about it. I I want I, I look into stuff all the time. I'm always a busy person. You know, mm-hmm. I'm active in so many ways and I still got my nine to 5 mm-hmm. You know, so and I'm picking up more and more projects here and there. So it's kind of it's hard for me, but I still make it a priority in so many ways to try mm-hmm. to be active in that in that space because Maybe one day, and I pray for it that I do get the opportunity to collect that five dollars from a hundred thousand people, mm-hmm. rent out a space, start a profit or nonprofit, and all we do is literally fight for the rights of our children. You know? Yeah. You know, help educate them, give them even the children that that identify a certain way, but they can't come out or whatever. Maybe schools mm-hmm. are safe space. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. But if we're as resources we can give you where it's like, Cool. School's your safe space. Now let me mm-hmm. teach you actual history. Let me teach you some real math. Let me teach you job opportunities, skills, cooking. You know, mm-hmm. homekeeping. Because you're not getting it from your household. That's for sure.
2: Not homekeeping. You know, it's
0: like, <laughs> I took home, not like,
2: home economics. You took it back. <laughs>
0: Look here, little boys. Home let Mac. me tell you something. tomac Ain't no other dudes there.
2: You took it way
0: back. I'm just on saying. Home Do they even?
2: I don't think they, <laughs> they still have Hey, My high school, school still has
0: it. My well, high school Teaching at still home has
2: economics it. how to mm-hmm. how to program your smart refrigerator. Like hey, what is going on?
0: I want to try to cook a nice little omelet. <laughs> the white people way. Listen,
2: <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you having me on your podcast. And I think it's just so important for to hear different perspectives and to have access to different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And like whoever this is meant for, like it'll reach them.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's important to have that that pushback on both sides. Oh
2: yeah, I'll um, argue with you all day, any day. You yeah. already know. Just call me.
0: It, it pushes the mental fortitude. It, it makes you think more. It makes you look, and the more it should. Yeah. And, and when I say it should, it you should be doing that. You got to. You always. You can be seventy six and still vastly understanding different knowledge and gaining it and, and articulating oh, yeah. it differently because it, it's keeping yourself busy mm-hmm. mentally and physically keeps you alive longer. Anyway. Yeah, it was, you know, it's a pleasure having you here. Hey, maybe we can Zoom call later.
2: Yeah, we'll we can do part two because I would like to explore some no, of you mean like part Republic, six Republican <laughs> conservative viewpoints so that we can... Flesh some of those
0: out. Government's too big. We need a smaller government. Oh
2: my goodness.
0: I'm just saying. (laughs) There shouldn't be no county government. It should just be (laughs) local government, which is... uh, Don't even get me started. I know.
2: My bad. My bad. Cut the
0: funding on all that crap. Okay, I'm done. done. Anyway, uh, thank you for coming out to Chocolate Express. So if you guys, you know, listen, I didn't do it at the beginning. I'm probably going to cut this video up in like 16 different parts. You said part two. This is probably going to be part 16. Let me be honest with you. Uh... I'm not even going to say it because I don't care if you do it or you don't. I don't need your subscription. I don't even need your like button. Mm-hmm. But tell you what, if you don't do it, you're going to be the cousins, aunts, second, twice removed aunt. That's how much I'm going to like. You don't even know your name. <laughs> but if you like and subscribe, I'm going to call you my brother and my sister. So, you know, if you do it, great. If you don't, I don't even know you. Right.
2: Distant relatives.
0: That's right. Twice removed something. I don't even know what I said. You. That's how far under you. Family tree. Root, you somewhere off the camera you can't even see. You, I don't even know. You, you the, you the ball headed stepchild we don't talk to. <laughs> anyway, have a great rest of your night, morning, evening. If you listen to me, great. Hopefully you paid attention. If you weren't, play it back. I need, I need more views. Mm, good idea. Anyway, have a good one. Peace. Thanks for watching this video all the way to the end. We really appreciate it. A special shout out to Green Screen Studios here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Listen, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you can direct message us, either on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. It's always going to be chocolate, underscore, espresso, underscore. Listen, we really appreciate you. I said it once, I said it twice, I'm gonna say it a billion times if that's what it takes. If you guys wanna reach out to us, especially if you know anyone, or maybe you wanna be interviewed about your job, the goal is to really teach a lot of youth about the different opportunities that are available to them. College is great, it's always gonna be great, not every, not everybody wants to go to college or maybe college just isn't on the table right now. So I want to push as much content that retains to jobs and jobs that may or may not require college. Maybe you just need to network. Maybe you just got to put a lot of work into the beginning as an entry level person. But, you know, I really look forward to producing as many interviews as I can and posting it. I appreciate you guys and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day.